Hello and welcome to Ode to Games. I'm Kevin Valley and joined alongside Logan Plant. How are you doing, Logan? Dude, Zach is gone again. We had him back for a week. Now he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> didn't we didn't we didn't we say something last week of like, oh, he's gotta be back now? Or like we were talking to him, he's like, oh yeah, I'll be back for for a while, and then he's gone again. Like, yeah. This should be a shortened absence. From what we hear, she he should only be gone this week and next. He should hopefully be back the week after that. Okay, so in in what three months he'll be on, you know, once, <laughs> and after that, you know, who even knows anymore? There's no guarantee that uh, that uh, he'll be he'll be back for any length of time. But uh, hopefully, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Before we get into some news on Persona Five, some Resident Evil news. What have you been up to over the last two weeks since uh, we've been off for a little while? Black Friday shopping? Yeah, man. There's some good deals. Yeah, there were some good deals. I got Uncharted Lost Legacy, and I now own the entire Uncharted franchise physically, which I was pretty excited about. Uh, I got Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, after months of talking about wanting to play it. I got it for like 21 bucks on Amazon. It was listed for 25 Then they had some deal later. It was like, oh, save an additional, additional 3 bucks at checkout. Oh, the weird so, like checkout thing. Yeah. yeah. So that was a sweet deal. Bloodborne for just a couple of dollars. Uh, yeah, so, some good finds. Those were... Those are the main highlights, though. So, yeah, you got a game over in Japan. I got I got one game. Yeah, I got Persona Q2, New Cinema Labyrinth. Uh, as most people know, I'm a pretty big fan of Persona 5, and they were having that on sale for 20 bucks off from 40 to 20 And so I wanted to pick it up to check it out. And two, I feel like this is one of the, those games that's uh, going to be a little bit harder to come across since it was, like, the last notable game on the 3DS. Mm-hmm. Um I feel it really got overshadowed, so I uh, thought I'd pick it up now while it's relatively cheap. I wanted to pick up some other stuff, but because of international shipping, uh, I wanted to get all the stuff together so that it's all like one big shipment that cost me a one-time fee because that can get expensive. I mean, Persona Q2 cost me another $5 to ship it over here, so I was like, you know, I'd rather just have everything all together. And Amazon is an absolute mess at keeping deals up. That stuff goes in and out of stock like every five minutes. It's oh, crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, cause, and, and it didn't help that on the, on the time difference, by the time that I had the chance to like look at stuff, it was already hours after they got posted and Amazon was like, oh, we don't have them anymore. So Devil like, May Cry time, 5 was a great deal that was gone was really 15 quick. 15 bucks. And by the time I got back home, it's like, nope, it's gone. It's like, oh my God. Because there were a couple of things I wanted to pick up Lost Legacy for 10 bucks. Didn't get a chance to do that. Uh, Devil May Cry 5. Uh, there were some other ones that I was looking at um, that I didn't end up getting. Crash Bandicoot, I think I missed. That was only 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of sucked. Um, but I also didn't want to pay an exorbitant amount of shipping to get all that stuff over here. So. I feel like I can get it sometime else, but yeah, Persona Q2. Looking forward to picking that up. Also, uh, oh, I can't, I can't spoil that. Actually, we got to talk about that in news. I was going to talk about a pre-order I just <laughs> made, but I'll save that for for a little later. <laughs> you got to pick up Lost Legacy quick because it's going to be all PlayStation hits pretty soon. I know. I, I got. Know. I was actually going to ask you to uh, to keep an eye out for any like GameStop copies if they're on if they're on sale. Okay. Uh, any used copies if you see them for like ten bucks that are the regular edition. You yeah. want to pick them up for me? That'd be yeah. nice. I because um, at this point, you know, picking them up online, it it can almost be a crapshoot of if you get the PlayStation Hits copy or not. Because GameStop doesn't actually list the PlayStation Hits copy at all. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll get, maybe I'll pick it up from there. And then I was like, 
I have no idea if I'll get the PlayStation Hits copy or not. Yeah, Best Buy actually does sometimes list the PlayStation Hits, which is why I was surprised when I got my copy of Yakuza Kiwami on Black Friday. It was 10 bucks. It was the PlayStation Hits version, and it is ugly. It is the first time yeah. I've ever owned one. I honestly think I'm going to mail it back. I don't want it. I think I'm going to return yeah. it. It's it's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a stickler for that sort of stuff. So yeah, uh, if you want to do me a solid and keep a lookout for any cheap copies of Lost Legacy at GameStop or something, I would appreciate that. All right. Um, but yeah, yeah, there was definitely a lot of good deals on Black Friday. I'm hoping, it seems like a lot of places have either post Black Friday, Cyber Monday stuff, or even like post Christmas stuff where they're like getting rid of some things. So hopefully uh, I'll be able to pick up some other stuff a little mm -hmm. bit later. But yeah. What have you been playing game-wise here? I've been playing a lot of stuff recently. Over the Thanksgiving break, I picked up this indie game, which I'd had my eye on for a while. It finally came out. It dropped with little to no fanfare. It's called The Tourist. That's T-O-U-R-Y-S-T. And it's a adventure-slash-puzzle game is the best way I would describe it. Uh, it's like a blocky art style. It looks really good on the TV and in handheld mode. And basically, you just hop around these uh, around eight different tropical islands, and they're all themed differently. Like, one has, like, a, a strip with, like, shops. Like, there's an arcade and a movie, a movie theater and a record store and a museum. And, like, there's different quests with all of those different places. Like, one guy outside the arcade is like, I bet you can't beat all of my high scores in the arcade. So then you have to go in and spend a bunch of time getting the high scores on three actual arcade games that they built and put in this one of them is an f-zero inspired fast rmx inspired arcade game one of them is uh, what's it called is it called just like block the one where like you have a, a platform on the bottom and then oh a ball. oh arkanoid or something can't think of what that's okay. called but it's that one that breakout. classic yeah yeah breakout that's on all of the like old flip phones and then another one where you have to, like, collect dynamite to earn points. And you have to, like, beat his high score. Like, that's one mission. Oh. Uh, there's this one dude who wants you to do a bunch of pull-ups to see if you can beat his record at pull-ups. There's these different outfits you have to obtain. Like, like there's a soccer player who wants to coach people how to play soccer. But you talk to him, and he's like, oh, I don't coach tourists. So you have to go to a different island, go to the clothes store, buy a soccer jersey, then go <laughs> back, and he'll teach you how to play soccer. So it's like... All these different islands just like weave together because you often need to go to a different island to get something to do a quest on another island. And it's just fun to kind of remember all these different things that are on these different islands. They're all really nicely laid out. They're all pretty compact, uh, but it's really cool. And then the other main part of the game is there's these four like dungeons you have to go in and do some light platforming and, and puzzle elements. And it's kind of like Breath of the Wild-esque technology, like technology that feels ancient but also modern at the same time, kind of like the Guardians in Breath of the Wild. Okay. And you just solve these puzzles, and then you kind of unravel the mystery of of these these eight islands. It's really cool. I 100%ed it. It took six and a half hours to do absolutely sure, everything yeah. that game had to do. There's also mines that you like can just go down to collect all these different gems in the mines. Um, there's some tricky platforming in there because the depth perception isn't always the best. That's really my only <laughs> gripe with the game is that you'll fall a lot in some of these platforming sections. But kind of like Golf Story, like apart from the main golfing in Golf Story, you remember there's just all these weird random things you can do. That's what this game feels like a lot. It feels like an entire game built around those just weird random one-off mini games like surfing 
taking pictures for the museum guy who he always gives you like cryptic clues of what he wants. Like, oh, I yeah. want like clumsy tourists. So then you have to go out and find who he's thinking of. And there's like eight different in this quest. And and then it just keeps going and there's always something to be doing on each island. You just have to remember, oh, while I'm here, I need to make sure to do this. Then you go back to another island. There's no loading screens between islands. It happens really fast. You just take a boat there and you're there instantly. And Kevin, I think you would love this game. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. It, sound, it sounds interesting. Yeah. Just doing a bunch of random different stuff. Yeah. yeah. I had no idea that this game existed. As yeah. As did a lot of people, apparently. Yeah. Because <laughs> I heard nothing. It's just really quietly kind of flying under the radar. I'm trying to drum up some attention for it because I thought it was really good. It's just really charming, really quirky. It looks great. It runs great. And I just think that more people would play it. It's really fun. How much was it? Uh, uh, 25, I think. 20? 25? 20 or okay, 25, okay. yeah. 25, six hours to 100%. That's a, it's a little short, but... Yeah. Yeah, it is It is a little bit short, Um but I'd say it's worth it. It's just a good time. Yeah, so I think right. I think you should pick it up at some point, Kevin. You should play the tourist. I got a I got a lot to. I, I'm waiting for a lot of stuff to go on sale on uh, on the Switch eShop. Yeah, <laughs> they had the uh, the eShop Black Friday thing. I'm like, oh great, like maybe I'll be able to pick up a couple things. And like literally nothing that I had a ton of interest in was uh-huh. on sale. I'm like, yeah, cool man, great. <laughs> You should just mark just mark the tourists on your wish list, and then uh, you can like set yourself up to get emails when stuff on your wish list goes on sale. Yeah, kind of like Steam. Steam does that. Yeah, I should do that. So you should definitely keep an eye out on that one. Just a really good time. Like I just I beat it in like three or four sittings because I was just having so much fun with it. It's just really cool, and I wish it had been longer because it kind of does just end in the final uh. scene. They tease a sequel. They're like, huh? Like they kind of break the fourth wall. They're like. I bet you're wondering what happens in the sequel. And then it ends. Like, oh. <laughs> so I don't know if that means they're going to make one. So I'm just trying to trying to drum up some more sales so they do make one. Because I thought it was really cool. From nice. a developer I'd never heard of before. I don't even remember the name of it right now. But yeah, I think it was their, it's their first game on the Switch eShop, if I'm not mistaken. Nice. Yeah, so that was mostly what I've been up to. Played some more Fire Emblem. Another month of that. Nothing new to really report there. A lot of Smash Bros. Uh... I actually got The Outer Worlds, and I've been playing some of that. Uh, that was another one I was debating on picking up on Black Friday. It was down to 30 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, it was. But, uh, I, I didn't pull the trigger. <laughs> I didn't actually buy this one. It was a gift to me from my girlfriend, and I got it right before I went home for Thanksgiving. So I've only played about two hours of it. But it's it's pretty cool so far. I've never played a Fallout game. I've watched my dad play some of Fallout 4. And this does feel a lot like that. I just love the amount of character customization and all the skills. Like, it's just really satisfying every time you level up to just exactly give out the points wherever you want them. That's just really cool. And then, of course, I did the first thing. It's like, oh, I only have 10 minutes before I have to leave. So I just, like, uh, hid in the corner of this town and tried to kill as many people as I could as they were just charging (laughs) at me. Um, But I was like, yeah, this feels like any small experience I've had with with a game like Skyrim or, or Fallout. But yeah. it's fun. I'm looking forward nice. to playing more because Fallout and Skyrim and games like that just always feel huge and too daunting for me to tackle. And I've heard this yeah. one's just a lot shorter and a lot more condensed, and that honestly sounds perfect to me. Dude, I totally feel feel you on the uh, on just having too much to do because I've tried to get into both Skyrim and Fallout 3, and I just couldn't do it. Like, 
I think a lot of it was that it dumps you into the world and it's just like, go do stuff. And then it just like dumps a bunch of quests and things to do on you. And I'm just like, ah, like, yeah, what do I do? What's going on? And then I just get overwhelmed and stop. So mm-hmm. if it, if it's a little bit more, just a little bit more structured with a little bit less overwhelmingness in things to do, that'd be great. Yeah. that's what it seems like so far. So I'm enjoying that a lot. And other than that, I started Catherine. Uh, Zach lent it to me, so I'm just trying to plow through that before uh, before he possibly moves somewhere. Unknown. No one knows what he's doing, clearly, as we thought he was going to be on this week. <laughs> eh, uh, Zach doesn't know what he's doing, so yeah. that's fine. <laughs> but I've been playing Catherine. Boy, that game's weird. I did not know how, like, creepy it was, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's just nightmares and everything, right? Yeah, but I like... thought it was more like, almost like cartoonish like humorous nightmares but no there's some like legitimately gory kind of creepy stuff in there and i didn't know that i got <laughs> i thought it was more lighthearted than than it's been so far like it's it's kind of legitimately creepy at times huh yeah but i'm enjoying it i think it's fun i'm three hours in i've heard it's only like an 11 or 12 hour playthrough uh for for one ending you can go back and do multiple but i think i'm just gonna see what i get on the first time and probably yeah. call it good there but yeah it's really fun the choices are interesting because you don't really make choices at key junctures. It's kind of like based on how you've interacted with the world. You have like a, a devil angel meter. And okay. depending on where your meter sits when you get to critical choices, the character makes the decision for you. Oh, so like if you've been okay. doing more things in favor of the girlfriend you've been dating for a long time and are trying not to cheat on, then he he will act in favor of her in these in these cutscenes. So it's pretty interesting. I haven't seen a, ch- a choice game tackled that way before. Huh. All right. Nice. Yeah. So a lot of different stuff. Just trying to get through some things here. Trying to beat Judgment in the next couple of weeks also, and Fire Emblem uh, as well. So yeah. How about you, Kevin? Uh, I popped back into my 3DS. I didn't think I was going to do that. At least not for a long time after I finished Luigi's Mansion Three. Um, there wasn't too much that I felt was super pressing on my switch and PS4. A lot of it in the PS4 is because I don't have a lot of my games because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't bring a lot of stuff over. Um, yeah, nothing was, was really speaking to me on, on my switch. So I'm like, Oh, Hey, why don't I hop back into my 3ds and, uh, and play some stuff there because I've accumulated a fair amount of games, especially over the past, even like year or so, like, uh, picked up. Kid Icarus, picked up Star Fox uh, 64, picked up Fire Emblem Awakening on there, picked up Fantasy Life. Like, there's a bunch of stuff that I picked up recently and just didn't really want to go back and play on my 3DS at the time. So it was nice to hop back in and be like, oh, I've got a bunch of stuff that uh, that I want to play on my 3DS, a, a huge backlog. So hopped on there, finally beat Super Mario 3D Land, the special stages. That was something that I was playing a little while back mm-hmm. and was kind of... Uh, plowing through because as a kid back in 2011 when that game came out I was like "Eh, I guess I wasn't a kid I was a teenager 14 or 15 Um, I only beat the first eight worlds and then after getting to the special areas I stopped so I got most of the way through the special stages a while ago and then recently uh, just went back and finished off the last couple levels and the the final uh, Bowser Bowser castles and and finished that game off and now it's a game that uh, that I want to just go back from time to time and and chip away at 100%ing it because it's not it's not that difficult, not that long. Like it felt like I played that game for longer, but on my 3DS game history, it's only like 12 hours. Oh wow! 
Like, it is, it is not a long game. So, it's one that I want to go back and 100% at, a, good at some point. I really and, I really like that game a lot. Do you know everything you have to do to 100% it? Um, yeah, so... Uh, you have to get all the coins, you have to <clears throat> hit the top of the flagpole, and you have to beat the levels as both Mario and Luigi. You have to hit the top of the flagpole as both Mario and Luigi. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't know, it's it been a long time. Is that I not don't true? think it does, because when I'm doing that, it doesn't keep track. Okay. Because it'll it'll show you the gold flag, and oh, it'll and show you the, the icon okay. of the brother at the bottom, Okay. and the gold flag will come up regardless of who you finish okay. it with and if you finish it with both it doesn't change so unless the game is incredibly cryptic and you're just supposed to be like i think i got that one okay uh, okay yeah it's been eight, it's been eight years that. since i 100 percented it so yeah i just yeah, thought I that's think, what you had to do because you already have to go through and play again as luigi so mm-hmm. um so yeah so i went back and finished the first four worlds with luigi so yeah that's one that i want to just get through at some point just a just a game that i can pop in and and pop through a couple levels and, and hop back out dude you gotta play uh, 3d world on your <laughs> japanese wii u I, I do have my japanese wii u i could play it at some point honestly i'm surprised that they haven't done a port of it yet yeah like i really am surprised that they also y- that game is so much better with friends so yeah i wouldn't necessarily recommend it as a single player game with a full set of four Oh, I know. Just with or, one, just with one other person. With one, it's, other. Okay, I've played. Like, I've played with one, two, three, and four, and I think two is the best. Um, four is fun, but you're not going to get much progress made. And then one, yeah. just it's it's not the same. That game's clearly designed for more than one person to play. But yeah. two, I would say, is perfect. I do need to play that at some it's point. So just good. waiting for that. Waiting for that port, man. That's what I'm doing with the rest yeah. of those Wii U games. Yeah, gotten most of them. Uh, and the other game that I popped in that I've been looking at for a while is Fantasy Life. Um, that's one that I picked up last year, and it is my type of game of just relaxing, doing some, some random quests and stuff. Uh, it has Animal Crossing elements of uh, of buying houses and getting furniture and uh, and you know filling the house with furniture that you build. The interesting mechanic here is that it gives you twelve different jobs that you can do and level up individually with different skills so there's like a carpenter there's a mage there's a cook there's like a paladin so there's a bunch of different uh job classes that you can do and and you can level all of those up individually so if you get bored with a certain play style like say you're playing through as as the paladin you're getting bored of that combat style you can swap over to the mage and do some work there you can go to the archer or if you want to just chill in town uh, and just relax. You can just cook a bunch of stuff. Um, it's not a super complicated game. Uh, that's probably my main criticism, really. It's more so like you need to be aware of what the game is before you hop into it. It's not super complex. The quests are a lot of, you know, go and get me this, which may require you to use one of the job classes to make that item, whether it be like a carpenter or a cook to like make the item. But a lot of it is is fetch quests. But if if you're into that sort of thing, it's incredibly relaxing. Just going through the motions of, of leveling your character up. There's one of my favorite things about the game is that there's always a sense of progression because there's three different types of quests that you can do, and they all give you three different things. So there's the main story quests, which you what, what you have to do to uh, further the story, and those give you bliss points 
which unlock certain special things like more items in shops or increasing your inventory size or allowing you to have pets that you can take out and do stuff. So that is its own separate thing. Mm. And then there's the job class quests, which you do to increase your job level. And there's also like citizen quests, which you do to get money and you, and get items. So it seems like no matter what you're doing, there's always a reward and it always feels like you're accomplishing something, which I appreciate in those types of very relaxing games that aren't super complex. I just like that progression loop. So it's, it's a very relaxing time. And the localization is, is, uh, is really good. <laughs> like there, there have been some lines that I've actually laughed out loud at, which I was not expecting. So yeah, it's fun. It's, it's not going to blow you away with its story or its combat or anything. And, you know, if you go into the game expecting expecting not to be blown away, I think you'll have a really good time. It's it's fun. Nice. Yeah. And I appreciate that it's it's a game in the vein of of Harvest Moon and Animal Crossing in terms of of its gameplay loop, but it has a story to play through. So that's been kind of different and kind of fun for me is that there's actually a driving plot force that will take me through the game. But then I can also go off and do some of this other random stuff if I want to. So, yeah in about 12 hours and having a good time cool yeah so i don't know how long this 3ds kick is going to be but i got a lot of games on my 3ds that i need to play through so uh tell we'll me kid icarus i'll tell you how to hold your 3ds oh god i need i need a strategy guide to figure that out <laughs> i think the next one after fantasy life and this is a ds game but bowser's inside story mm-hmm. i still haven't beaten that game i've owned that game for years mm-hmm. uh it's kind of in the same vein as, as paper mario where i feel like i just need to go back and beat the game mm-hmm. so uh, that's probably what i'll play next after fantasy life but uh but yeah yeah that's what i've been up to took long enough with that why don't we hop right into the news here there's actually kind of a lot of news this week well, we've also been gone for two That's weeks. That's true. So <laughs> yeah. We've, got, we've had a lot of time to, to build some up. Persona 5 The Royal gets a Western release date. That's March 31st, 2020. And you alluded to uh, something you ordered earlier today, and I, I think this might be what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's the Phantom Thieves edition of Persona 5 Royal. So alongside the release date announcement, they also announced all of the different editions that it comes with. And in the vein of... The original Persona 5, when that came out, you have a special edition, you have a launch steelbook edition, then you have digital versions uh, with DLC in it. But uh, after my regrettable non-purchase of the original Persona 5 special edition, which was only 80 bucks when it came out, uh, I thought I had to get this Phantom Thieves edition for 90 So it comes with the steelbook, it comes with the soundtrack, an art book, and this mask as well, along with a PS4 theme which I am really looking forward to because I want any reason to have Persona 5 music playing on uh, on my PS4. Is there music in the theme? I think so. In the other Persona 5 themes that I've seen, there has been music, so I would assume this one okay, would too. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, yeah. The only disappointment is that uh, that to get all of the DLC content that it comes with, you have to get the digital deluxe versions that come with all of the DLC. Mm-hmm. But eh. Their DLC um, pricing is not great either. I looked at some of it earlier. Like for which all is, the DLC, it's like fifty nine ninety nine. Yeah, which which makes it even funnier that their special editions are usually incredibly reasonable. Yeah. Like this one's another ten bucks over the original Persona Five edition, but still ninety bucks for a soundtrack, an art book, a steelbook, and a mask as well as a, a theme. Like that's 
that is pretty dang good when you have some of these other companies like the freaking battle for bikini bottom thing is like four hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's doing? Yeah. Like ninety bucks is a uh, is a solid deal for that. But yeah, I'm, also uh, March thirty first. That's coming up soon. March, my man, is stacked. <laughs> is crazy. Final Fantasy seven, Animal Crossing, Doom, Persona five, and I think there's something. I'm sure there's something else. I'm forgetting. It's in there. Coming out in March. Animal Crossing was April. Wait, wait. Animal Crossing is in March. Oh, you said Animal Crossing. Okay. Yeah. I just spit yeah. on that. Okay. There's there's something else. I don't remember what it is, but it's an absolutely stacked month. And then Last just, of Us was supposed to be right before. So, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's just going to be a stacked first couple of months there in general yeah. of, of games. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's cool that they announced the release date and it's only a couple of months away. So... You don't have to wait too long to uh, to play Persona Five Royal. Yeah. Oh, Neo Two. That was the other one. Oh, I forget yeah. that. That. I mean, I'm not. I'm not a Neo fan, so it makes sense that I wouldn't. That I would forget that it's coming out. But yeah, that game is coming out. Neo is on PS Plus this month, so I just threw it oh. in my cart. Yeah, I'm excited to try that one out. Nice. At some point. But yeah, Persona Five also reached 3.2 million uh, in sales. That's real good. Yeah, that was real yeah. good for a console exclusive JRPG. Yeah, apparently that's also counting four hundred thousand uh, sales of the Royal in Japan already. Okay, so base version of uh, Persona Five sold two point eight, um, and also lifetime sales have reached eleven point one. So feels a, a good majority of those sales from from the uh, from the series is from Persona Five. Yeah. Uh, like it's 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 impressive how much Persona Five sold because it was the first one to really crack out of its its niche genre and get other people into it. So good to see that it's selling a lot, and that figure is going to go up a lot when Persona Five Royal comes out. I know a lot of people are excited for it, and the people that didn't pick up Five when it came out have now just been waiting like for me. a while for Royal. Yeah, yeah. Five, yeah. the original Five was like I saw it for like eight dollars. Yeah, over by Friday, it's like you just can't do it. You just can't. Yeah. Especially if you end up picking up the special edition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, so hype for that. Only a couple of months uh, Only a couple of months to wait there. For I'm surprised this announcement kind of came out of nowhere instead of being at the Game Awards. I really thought we were going to get a release date at the Game Awards. Yeah. Well, they had been uh, doing a, a Twitter campaign or social media campaign. Mm-hmm. So they were doing like – oh, t- they were doing a countdown, a day countdown of an announcement. And everyone just assumed that it would – that it was going to be the release date. So – Given the history of this game, I would have assumed that it was a countdown to when they were going to announce the announcement of the release date. Yeah, yeah. That do you remember that earlier this year when there yeah. were like three different that announcements? Was also, the the Japanese version of the games. This is this is a little different. Since yeah, it's the Western Western announcement yeah. for it. I just remember that was a funny story earlier. Yeah, this that year. that was that was a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited. That game is going to be good. Speaking of something that we will almost assuredly see at the Game Awards, Resident Evil 3 Remake cover art leaked on the PlayStation Network. And yeah, this is absolutely legit. The uh, logo looks the same as the Resident Evil 2 Remake logo did with the the red R and the red E, and then the font's the same. And then you see the updated looks for uh, the two main characters. Jill Valentine is the main character in Resident Evil 3, and then you see the nemesis in the background. And yeah, it's like the art you would see on the on the PlayStation menu when you're like selecting what game to play. Yeah. And I feel like Resident Evil 3 has been rumored for a, a fairly long time. So yeah. 
this is this is legit, <laughs> especially with people assuming that there's going to be some form of of announcement for it at the at the game awards. So, yeah, yeah. I, cool that Capcom or the, yeah, the, the Capcom's going back and and redoing all these games. Super cool. I wonder when it's going to come out. I'm curious about that because yeah. two just came out this year. I wonder if because two that that thing went through a process in its development resident evil 2 remake we knew about that like years ago then it was quiet and then it was revealed at e3 in 2018 and then it came out in january so i wonder were they working on three alongside two like at the same probably time use the same engine yeah so i, I just wonder when it's when it's going to come out if it's revealed at the game awards like i've seen some just, people be like is it going to be a january release like resident evil 2 i'm like I that'd be do crazy not think so hey yeah. you could pull a yakuza and release like multiple um <laughs> remasters in the same year along with a new game yeah like, they can yeah. do whatever they want yeah can so. i just say that uh that i think it's really cool that with these remakes they can do biohazard re3 but we can't because biohazard wouldn't make sense for like the re like i i love that the uh that like the, Jap- the japanese version and the european version that uses biohazard is able to put like a shout out to resident evil in there but uh we don't have that. Yeah. We just no. have Resident Evil. <laughs> yep. No Biohazard. Yeah. It's always yeah. weird when franchises are named different things in different regions. Yeah. Like if Mother 3 ever came here, it'd probably be called Earthbound 2. <laughs> just like what? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just like that they throw in the shout out to, to the Resident Evil naming in the Biohazard yeah. name. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you have any interest in spooky games? <sighs> I don't know. Um, like I want to play that's another one that i was looking at uh when it was on sale and didn't end up picking it up i'm not a i'm not a huge fan of them for sure like that's not my go-to genre by any means um yeah it it's the type of genre that i would not pick a game up at launch it'd have to be like a, a low barrier to entry because there are some horror games that i'm like oh, okay this is all right and then somewhere i'm just like i can't do this yeah so it's it's always a gamble i, I, think. I could do the first half of re2 but not the second half yeah, yeah, as I talked about on this show. So I don't know if I'll pick this one up. Probably not, but it is cool to see that they're remaking some old ones. I don't think three is super beloved, so it'll be interesting to see. Because two definitely no. was. Two was yeah. absolutely loved. And so it'll be interesting to see if that turns around on this remake, depending on what they well, do. Well, I don't... With, with Resident Evil 2 and 3, it didn't... For the longest time before Resident Evil 2 uh, remake came out, it didn't seem like those were getting a lot of the re-released love. I mean... Capcom would release Resident Evil 4 eight million times, and mm-hmm. Resident Evil 5 and 6 would, would keep coming out and I think about. That's and just because 2 didn't age well. Like, it was loved at the time, but it's just but they would on do, older consoles than 4. They did the original Resident Evil, the Resident Evil, like, Origins Edition. Yeah, because um, that was a remake. Resident Evil's already been remade on GameCube. Right, yeah. right. But I feel that was that was a while ago that they did that. Yeah. And it was... It's nice that they're going back and doing two and three because it seems like they've been neglected for a while. Yeah, uh, they've for, been in a weird middle ground where one right, was already exactly. remade and four and on were modern enough to still be played. So right. Yeah. Then there's Code Veronica, which I also think people don't really like, but I bet that would be their next remake after three, if they just keep yeah. remaking games. Yeah, it'd be weird to hop to four with all of the all of the re-releases of that going on. Yeah, yeah. New details on Kingdom Hearts three DLC. Uh, including a photo mode. Woo! I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we already have photos, but get get some more, some slideshows and things yeah. in there. Um, more difficulty levels, which 
that was already kind of rumored about. And of course, more story content, but it was still relatively vague with uh, with what it gives, especially in terms of the of the actual story content, which was the stuff that I'm most interested in. Mm-hmm. If I'm paying if I'm paying for a DLC to a game, I would I, I want a continuation of the game rather than like an extra mode or something. So the things I'm most interested in weren't really touched upon too much, but they had difficulty settings on there. They had the photo mode and uh, a slideshow mode as well. Um, yeah. So no release date yet either. It's just <laughs> it's slated for this winter. It's weird. I mean, winter goes. What is like actual winter end? Like March. I think of it as like February, March. Okay. Yeah. So there's and it's a, it's a DLC, so you wouldn't. I mean, ideally, you wouldn't announce a release date for it way in advance for a DLC. Yeah. Since it's a sm- since it's much smaller. But yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, I I, I would have expected a month. It's just weird. Like, yeah, this winter. It's like December. It's like we're almost to the new year. So saying this winter is just kind of a weird thing to say. Yeah. So it's like, oh, January, February. That would make more sense. To so me. in this IGN article, according to Eurogamer's reporting, Nomura said he wouldn't be able to share the release date because – people would get mad at him. What does that mean? <laughs> it's unclear what he meant specifically. <laughs> so uh, your guess is as good as mine. What that means, if by people getting mad at him, he's like, yeah, this is actually going to be coming out in October of 2020. <laughs> uh, uh, this winter. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC. Nice. What if it's going to fix the story that people didn't like? Aren't they doing something to the ending with some sort of DLC? They're they're adding more story content, but again, that's one of the things that hasn't really been touched upon all that much. So, <laughs> like there was there was more stuff in the trailer about kind of the last area of the game. So there's more content that's going to be added to the ending, or at least in that final area. But I think it's still not super known what that's going to be, and was not particularly elaborated on here. Mm-hmm. So, due to demand, the Xbox Scarlet will not focus much on VR. Uh, says that they're not going to focus on it because nobody's really asking for it. And I think that's fine. I think it's cool. PSVR is cool. I have one. I've enjoyed the games. I've played on it. But I don't think it's the future. I don't think it's something that every company needs to be focusing on. So I'm totally fine with them not caring about VR and kind of just giving that one to PlayStation in this kind of console race. Yeah, well, and and Xbox specifically has bigger things to worry about. It's not it's not VR that they need to be focusing on. It's building a, a solid library of games mm-hmm. within the first year or two of Scarlet coming out. And just and, like kind of fracturing that if you use any of your first party resources to make VR games, then that fractures the amount of games that everyone who's considering picking up just an Xbox Scarlet can purchase. So I think it's a smart move to, to not do that because you want everyone to be able to play your games on your platform. You don't want to kind of segment that fan base. Yeah. Yeah, PlayStation, because they brought out PSVR a while ago and have already built up that ecosystem, it's much easier for them to integrate it into the PS5 and also have people working on games when they've already had studios working on VR games for a while. So it's not that big of a deal for them. But yeah, that'd be a a lot tougher for Xbox to try and not only come back with a bunch of games that they have been missing for the last six, seven years, but also provide a good vr experience on launch that would be a huge task Mm -hmm. so um yeah for the time being it makes a lot of sense for them to not be focusing on on vr right now yeah 
couple other smaller stories I threw in here because I care about them. Link's coming to Super Mario Maker 2. That's pretty cool. They There were a ton of amiibo costumes in the original Super Mario Maker on Wii U. Just scan them in and then you could play like Mario levels as like Sonic and Mega Man. Like, it's super cool. And that's not a thing in Super Mario Maker 2. It's one of the... One of the things I didn't like as much about it, just lost that charm. But now Link's coming back, and he has a fully featured move set, which he didn't have before. He can attack with his sword, and he can do a down thrust move, where he just stabs his sword straight into the ground and goes down to the ground with it. He has a bow and arrow, which he can shoot in three different directions, and he has bombs, which can break otherwise unbreakable blocks. So I think that's really cool, and... I'm excited to see what kind of crazy stuff people make exploiting the move set that he has. Did I? I heard that that was only in the original Mario Brothers theme. It is. Yeah. Is that, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because there's it's the original art link from The Legend of Zelda on NES, so it's the 8-bit link, so he just fits in that art style. So yeah, that's the only okay. place you could use it. That's how it worked on Wii U too. You had to. You could only use the amiibo costumes in the Super Mario Brothers art style. So yeah, that's yeah. one limitation, but. That's still really cool that that they're throwing that back in there and that this game's getting support after being quiet for months. This game yeah, hadn't had a ton. They they had the play with friends thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they added <laughs> that, that in. Appreciated, but yeah. I think that was about it, wasn't it? Yeah, and then this is actually a bigger update that actually comes out the, uh, I think, the day before you're listening to this. And it has a new mode called Ninji Speed Runs, which actually features new levels created by Nintendo specifically for this mode and it's about getting the fastest time uploading that time competing against ghosts uh from around the world so cool that nintendo's actually making more levels for this thing and then there's a couple new blocks and enemies as well that they're adding to the tool sets so six months after the game came out there it's getting its second big update so cool to see that this game's still getting support because that was what was so cool about the first one is it got support years after it it came out yeah yeah that's cool. cool. And then the last thing, another update, another free update for a game I love. Monster Hunter World Iceborne <laughs> is getting another free update with a new monster. And uh, this is a really exciting thing. More layered armor. My armor looks disgusting right now because I'm wearing like five different pieces from five different monsters just for all the skills. And now they're introducing more high rank layered armor that I can equip to make myself look like whatever I want while still having all the armor and skills from the what I That's actually have nice. on. So... <laughs> Just good. Just good stuff. I just love you, how much that team supports that game. Now you don't have to be hideous for the best build. No, because I, I have this weird like little like bow tie on right now that just looks really awkward on, on, <laughs> on my warrior. So I'm excited to mess with some layered armor and hunt some new monsters. They also, in their little developer diary, gave away the name of the monster they've been teasing like crazy online. They were scrolling through the armor options and there's a name that's a new name to the series that's never been seen oh, before. It's like, oops. oh, that's the monster. <laughs> yeah. I think, well. <laughs> I think it was intentional because it actually kind of stopped right below it. And it was there for like two seconds. Then they cut away. So I think it was okay. an intentional okay. little tease. But mm. yeah, they're adding like a new monster every month. It's crazy. It just keeps that, going. It's crazy how long that game has gotten support. Not only from just like the the regular free content but the fact that it also got a media expansion on top of that and that they're doing updates to the expansion yeah yeah oh man it's well deserving to be capcom's best-selling game of all time it is just it has so much content it's crazy how much is in that game yeah 
impressive. Yeah, and I think that's it for news. All right. We can hop right into the O2 segment. We're getting to the end of the year, man. It's yeah. the last one. We're already into December. We got the Game Awards a couple weeks away where they honor the best games that have released in 2019. But there are a lot of games that we played over the past year that didn't come out in 2019. So we thought that it's that time of the year where we talk about our favorite games of the year that we'd show the spotlight on some games that we really liked this year and played through but uh, didn't actually release in 2019. So what do you got as uh, as your first game that you want to talk about, Logan? Uh, I'll just bring a Monster Hunter now since we were just talking about it. I put in I put in 120 or so hours into Monster Hunter this year alone, uh, and it's been fantastic just getting really into it, getting into the meta, watching videos, learning how to do the weapon, manage the skills. Uh, it's been a blast. And then Iceborne did come out this year. Uh, and that was a big chunk of what I've played. But just over the summer, just fighting those tempered monsters, fighting the Nergagante like 10 times and just failing each time. Uh, it was a good time, and I'm I'm glad I got back into that game. But, yeah, I talk about Monster Hunter enough. Yeah, I do. Uh, a game that I talk about a lot, uh, the Yakuza games. This feels like ages ago when I played through Kiwami 2. Uh, I played that right at the start of uh, of 2019, and that game came out late in uh, in 2018 that game is is really good and i've already talked about it a lot sung its praises so i won't say too much about it but uh that game is is a really good time one of the best yakuza games for sure i'm excited to play it at some point in my life hopefully yeah you got those games now also it's isn't it the exact same art uh it's the same pose for kiryu on yakuza 6 as it is on the kiwami 2 box is it it's literally the same yeah I have the steel book. Yeah, so on the steel book. Of, on the steel book of Kiwan, the steel book for Kiwami two, and the regular cover for Yakuza six. It is an identical pose for Kiryu, and I thought that was really funny because those games came out what like four months apart, and it's just like yeah, slap it on there, just slap it on <laughs> the never, steel books. I never noticed that. Yeah, it's him like looking. You just see his whole tattoo on his back, and he's like looking. Uh, oh my god! Down it to is the, the left. same. What in the world? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. How did I not notice that? The dude's like, like ten years younger too. Cause six six came out before Kiwami too, right? Uh, let's see. Uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah, it did. Yeah. So yeah, so they're just like, oh, we gotta we gotta make steelbook for Kiwami too. Oh, just take that art <laughs> from six. Just slap it Pop on it in there. Uh, yeah, that game's really good. Yeah. What's it's, your next pick? My next pick is a link to the past. One of the few Zelda That's games. What? That's an old one. That's yeah. Going way back. Yeah. One of the few Zelda games I had not played, played it with Zach and it was a good time to get through that game together, passing off the controller every minute. Uh, I enjoyed that one. It's a little bit frustrating at times. Like that one's pretty uh, esoteric sometimes and what you need to do next compared to a lot of Zeldas, but it was still a good time. Nice. Another one that I played right at the start of the year, uh, Dragon Quest 11, I platinum that game. I think that was my first platinum trophy. Uh, put in 60 or 70 hours into that game. And that thing is incredible. It's one of the best RPGs I've ever played. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's up It's up there with uh, Persona 5 uh, as, as some of my top RPGs of all time. Uh, I'm looking forward to playing through Dragon Quest XI S at some point in the future. But besides that end game, I don't really have any complaints. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dragon Quest is so Eleven good. is incredible. I didn't put it on here just because I played most of it in 2018. So, and I knew you were yeah. going to talk about it, but 
oh, you know I adore that game. It's in my top yeah. five favorite games of all time. It's great. My next one is uh, Uncharted Golden Abyss. Just Woo, getting, Uncharted. Just getting to experience another Uncharted adventure. The reason I got a Vita and finally just plowing through that thing uh, was a good time. It, it's exactly like... Uh, it, it is exactly like the first Uncharted, I would say. Like, you play it for the first three quarters, and like, oh, this is pretty good. Then you get to that final, like, three or four chapters, and you just plow through, like, the last three hours to the end. And you're like, man, this is just awesome. So I really enjoyed the second half, especially, of Golden Abyss. I thought it was a good time. Didn't love all the Vita kind of stuff that was shoehorned in there as a, a game that came out pretty close to launch. Uh, on that platform with all the tilting and the swiping but other than that i thought it was a great transition to a handheld for for the series and it made me just really want the series to come back and i want uh, sony bend to develop an uncharted game for ps5 instead of days gone 2 do days gone 2 <laughs> after that I, i'm sure days gone will continue that game sold well enough but it did yeah take a break from that and make a new uncharted Cool. Speaking of that, uh, a, a quick side note on just the Vita in general. There was uh, a little bit of news on it this week that uh, Sony basically said we're done with uh, with not only the Vita, but basically handheld consoles in general, uh, which most people assumed. Uh, but they were like, yeah, clearly a business that we're no longer in now. So yeah. rip uh, Sony handhelds. Yeah, well, streaming is going to be a thing soon enough for Sony. So I'm sure they're just going to start gearing up for that at some point. Yeah. My next game, this is one that I wanted to play through and beat for a long time. Paper Mario, the Thousand Year Door. Just RPGs, man. They're a good time. And Paper Mario had been sitting there staring in my face for a good decade and a half that I hadn't <laughs> beat it. It was just annoying me to no end. So I finally went back, played through it. And man, that game, that game is, is so good. Just, it is really good. The art style of that game, the different worlds, like I, I think back to to some of the areas that you visit, specifically like Glitzville or the Glitz Glitz Pit and everything there, Glitzville, and just the worlds are so unique to one another. It's like you're playing a different game in each world that you go to. Everything is entirely unique. The final area and the final boss is something that I wouldn't expect in a normal Mario experience. Like that partner system. That game is is good. And I played through both Paper Mario and Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door this year, but the Thousand Year Door with its uh with its story and its world, like mm, so good. Original's great too. They're both it's, fantastic. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. But I think Thousand Year Door ups it. And I didn't want to put both Paper Mario games on here. So. <laughs> yeah. My next one I have is Stardew Valley. Game that you and I have Stardew. been playing this year. I really it's, enjoy that. It's weird to think how long ago that game came out like that game's been out for for a while that game's been out for four years yeah 2015 like that's weird that's weird to think about yeah it's just a good time i wish we had more time to play it but of course the time difference is difficult but whatever yeah. we do it's just a good time just getting back to the farm figuring out what we were doing we have a lot of animals now we got chickens and cows going making that making that mayonnaise yeah yeah no, i just cheese at some point just really enjoyed it. it's chill it's a game where you and i can just talk and catch up at the same time that we're playing it which is perfect since we don't get to talk all that much outside of the show so i really enjoyed playing that this year yeah other other quick thing that update is out nice the stardew valley update is out i haven't haven't played it yet it's only on pc but i've heard that it's good cool. and that there's a bunch of content in it so yeah yeah 
So awesome. whoever wants to hop back in, there's a bunch of new content to Stardew. My next pick, Near Automata. That game is still probably the most unique gaming experience I've ever had. Just all of the the design choices, the the way its story is set up with its multiple different endings, all of the joke endings and how you have to go through multiple endings just to get the entire story. It's not like, oh, go back and play through uh, the same game again just just to try and get a different ending. It's like a completely different experience every time you play. All the characters are super bizarre. It It is a game that I think people should should pick up even if even if they were thinking oh it's it's a little weird i don't think it's for me i think you should pick it up just because you're not going to get any experience like it in any other game it is so bizarre and it is it is so cool like that game's great like nice because i played through the first campaign or the first story back when it came out and i was like oh yeah this game's good and then i dropped it about a little into the second playthrough and i was like yeah that was a fine game and then I went back and and finished it up. I'm like, that game was fantastic. Like once you get through that first campaign, move into the second one, and then the final section, man, it is unlike any other game I've ever played. Nice. Yeah, I can. You told good. me how it ends. <laughs> did I? Yeah, you did. I told you about, I told you about the final sequence. Yeah. Not, that's not tied to story, really. Okay. But yeah, that final sequence also is is so weird and so cool <laughs> that whole yeah. game is yeah now it's spoiled man yeah yep you're always like oh don't tell me i might play that at some point in five years but then you're just letting it all loose on your end i thought i warned you yeah no it's fine i don't really care <laughs> I, 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 i'm not gonna play near <laughs> i don't think i will ever get around to near automata it's just man all the all the ps4 games stacking up i have to beat it's just not time. And then it's just like, oh, I just crossed the 200-hour point in Super Smash Brothers over the last week. Yeah, happens. It does. It's great. And then the last one I have on here is Astrobot Rescue Mission. That game came out at the tail end of 2018. And I absolutely adore that game. Such a good platformer in the VR space. Just the things they do are so smart. And those guys are just so cute. I love that game. And I got to go back and 100% it. Really close. Some of those challenges are just really, really hard at the end there. Like, oh, beat this yeah. boss without getting hit once. Like, oh, boy. Yeah, they get That's tough. That's always fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I love that game. My last pick, Borderlands 2. That game also came out a while ago, and its sequel is already out now. Uh, that was one of the most fun uh, I've one, – one of the most fun experiences I've had with multiplayer in a long time, playing that uh, with a couple of friends. Because I played through – part of the original borderlands and could never get into it. And that also had a multiplayer feature to it. And borderlands is a completely different experience when you pop in with a couple of friends and play through the campaign together. Um, it's, it's another one that's kind of mindless. Like uh, we weren't really caring too much about the story, but the combat is so satisfying. All the different guns that you can pick up, you're just grabbing a new gun every like 10 minutes. And once you get all the elementals, you're just going nuts with everything. Uh, it is it is a really fun time with a couple of friends, and I'm looking forward to playing through Borderlands 3 with that same group of friends at some point in the future. But Borderlands 2 is a really good time. It's also nice. super cheap now, so yeah. if you have a chance with a couple of friends to to play it, definitely play it with friends. I highly recommend uh, playing that game co-op. It is worth it. Yeah, cool. man. I Most of the games that I played this year did not come out this year. Bioshock was another one that I played. The whole Jack game, trilogy? 
the whole ja- yeah, I was I was uh, debating putting Jack and Daxter on there. I would not put Jack two on there. I hated that game. And then Jack three is is all right. But yeah, I, the Ace Attorney games too. Oh yeah, how Special did those not those? make the list? Oh, because that was a trilogy, and I didn't want to single out one game. Yeah, uh, I had other ones. I'll I'll mention it here. That game's great. Oh. <laughs> those games are great. Go pick them up and play them. I man, I almost forgot you played those. Seems like a long yeah. time ago. We've played a lot this year. We we were going through our list of everything we beat this year recently. We've both made some significant dents in the backlog. And then, of course, yeah. added to it with all the Goodwill runs and everything like that. Yeah, Black Friday, too. It, you have that, that stretch where you're like, oh, you know, I don't have a ton of new stuff that I want to play, so I'll, I'll plow through some of this uh, older stuff. And then just a bunch of new stuff drops. And it's like, well, there it goes. <laughs> yeah. There it goes. <sighs> the backlog. It's never ending. It, no, it would just, never will end. Yeah, because there's more games that are coming out. That games are coming out faster than I can play them. And then like next year, there's just no there's just no pause. Like we just talked about March. That's crazy. And then January, I'm sure you're gonna pick up Tokyo Mirage Sessions. That comes out in January. Yeah, that game comes out. Rune Factory comes out. Um, The remastered collection. I mean, I won't be playing too much of that right when it comes out because. I need to break from the Oxy games, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but those games come out and I'll at least pop into them, I think, and, and check them out for a bit. Um, man. And then, yeah, all the stuff that dumps in March and then Last of Us 2 is coming out. Cyberpunk in uh, April. Cyberpunk. Yeah. Man, it's it's a lot of stuff. That's that's honestly why I'm putting a bunch of my focus on on the 3DS right now It's because I'm kind of in the mood to be playing it right now, and I know that once all that other stuff drops, like, the 3DS is just going to get tossed to the side for who knows how long. Mm-hmm. So I want to take advantage of uh, of the time that I'm not not super interested in any big games to to plow through some of that backlog. Yeah. But, yeah, I feel like I feel like next year I'll be playing at least a few more of the bigger releases uh, than this year because I think there was only five or six that I played through this year. But, yeah. It's a good year. Good year for games, both uh, both ones that released in 2019 and stuff that uh, we played in the backlog. Yeah, it was a good yeah. year. There weren't any, like, total huge blockbusters like I feel like we've got in the last two years. Nintendo was killing it in the second half, though. Yeah, they were, but, like, not to the level of, like, Odyssey and Breath of the Wild. Like, I don't feel like yeah. we had, I don't feel like we had that one game, like, last year God of War was that one game that everybody talked about all year. Two years ago, that was Breath of the Wild. We didn't have that this year. Instead, we had a lot of, like, really great games, which is good. No, it was a good year. It just, it felt a little different, which is why I feel like the discussion around, like, the Game of game Awards is really different this year than it's been in years past. Because, like, you look at Game of the Year and you're like, I think anything has a chance to win that's nominated. And last year, like, oh, it will be God of War or Red Dead 2. And this year, I think that it's it's wide open. So it's been it's been a pretty diverse year. For games, I think it wasn't a couple games that really dominated the conversation like in years past. Yeah, and I think it's more fun when you're talking about game of the year where you don't have one or two games where you're like, yeah, the other ones in the list were great, but they're not going to be game of the year because of these two. Mm-hmm. When you're when you're looking at a year that's a little bit more diverse in games, it's a little bit more fun to be like, well, you know, which one is better? Because they're all they're all really good titles, and one doesn't really stand out above the rest as the de facto game of the year. Yeah, so. Should be fun uh, to watch the Game Awards and watch uh, Death Stranding uh, sweep the entire awards. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Best gameplay, Death Stranding. <laughs> we'll see. It's going to be interesting. 
But yeah, it's, it's, it's going to win something, right? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to win something. I think Norman Reedus will win best performance, even well, though yeah. it's arguable if he had it. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. There's a Man. terrible line. Are you ever going to play Death Stranding? Is this line, like, incredibly spoilery or something? No, it's not. You know, I'm just going to tell you. But I, yeah. we'll drop a spoiler warning right now if you <laughs> don't want to hear any lines of Death Stranding. There, so I decide... It's a lot of lines. I decide I'm not going to play it. The, the spoiler veil is out now. And so one of my friends messaged me, and he was like, hey, if you want to see the worst line in Death Stranding, let me know, and I'll send you a YouTube link. And I was like, sure. <laughs> and so he sends it to me, and it's... Uh, basically Norman Reedus' character, Sam Porter Bridges, Bridges goes on a journey to the other side of the country to find his sister. And so you finally find her. And she, uh, brief context, when you die, you go to this place called the beach, and then there's a way to get your soul back to the body if you find it on the beach. That's all you need to know. And okay. so, and he meets up with his sister, and he's like, hey, I found you. And uh, she's like, oh yeah, you did. And he's like, I'm like Super Mario and you're like Princess Peach. And she's like, no, you're Super Mario and I'm Princess Beach. And it's like the, it is the worst line. And then there's this weird like slow-mo cutscene of them like literally skipping and smiling at each other across the beach. Right after she says that. It is, it is the cringiest thing. It is so funny. (laughs) It's so funny. You're Super Mario and I'm Princess Beach. It's like, <laughs> yo, that is top tier jokes. Right there. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Well, they're right out of a joke book from elementary school. And I told Zach about it. I was like, there's one horrible line that I've seen a video of. Text me when you think you've gotten to that line. And he texts me one night. And he's like, was it the Princess Beach line? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it was. Because yeah. it's just like the delivery is so serious. It's like yeah. so dead serious. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm serious about this. I'm Princess Beach. Like, for real, though. <laughs> that game is kind of an enigma to me. I, I don't understand it. I think that's okay. Uh, yeah. I think we've gone on long enough. Final thoughts before we finish this episode off? I want to play Jedi Fallen Order so bad, man. I really want to play you it. You got, what, another two or three weeks until Probably. grabbing that? Hopefully, Getting yeah. That- Hopefully getting it around Christmas time. Yeah. And then I'm just going to plow through it over break. We'll hopefully have it beat before I come back to school. That's the goal. Nice. Uh, 3DS has a great library of games that I did not play a lot of when the system was relevant. And I'm looking forward to playing the rest of those games. Not Sonic Lost World on 3DS. That game is a travesty. <laughs> it is. No, 3DS <laughs> is great. I absolutely adore 3DS. Um. So I'm looking forward to playing through some of these games that I haven't been able to experience yet. But that's going to do it for us on this week's episode of Ode to Games. We're here on Fridays on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, other podcast streaming services that you may use. You can find us on Twitter at Ode to Games. You can send an email to Ode to Gamescast at gmail.com. For Logan, I'm Kevin. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week.